Well, well, well. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast. We're going to talk about the 110th edition of the Tour de France. By the way, JB, you know this. You're reminding me of this. The seventh edition of the Move Podcast. It's hard to believe. Seventh season. Look, pretty good. By the way, this year's... Uh, um, all the episodes of The Move this year covering the tour is brought to you by Ketone IQ. We talk about them a lot on the show, of course, uh, widely used in the Peloton. Uh, I'm Lance Armstrong. To my left, joined by J.B. Hager over there. A guy who looks like he's a year older. Hmm. That is huh. right. <laughs> 50 in a day, Mr. George Hankapi. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, Lance. It's great to be back. How was last night? Last night was good. We just had a nice uh, relaxing Well, the evening. photo that you circulated this morning, I was a little concerned. <laughs> a nice relaxing No, come on. I know you blew it out. It's yeah. a big birthday. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it's a big birthday, yeah. People not going to lie. Not going to lie. Is, uh, I had a bit of an anxiety this week uh, waking up every day thinking that I'm hitting the 50s. Why? And like you just said, we've been here for seven years. I was in my like low 40s when yeah. we started. We didn't bring you but, on until a couple of years in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we but, dipped the toe, had you come on yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, we yeah. didn't know how the audience would react. You know, it's, uh, I have no idea what it's like these days to be, you know, say controversial <laughs> shit. And uh, I've decided I'm going to find something uh, really polarizing to do next on the forward. But uh, also joined by Spencer Martin. Hey. And, and he's actually here in person. And, and his... Uh, partner in crime, Johan Brunel. Johan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be back, guys. Excited for the next three weeks. Exactly. Now, this is the first time we've had this complete ensemble on a show. It is. It, it is. is. I'm excited to have uh, Johan and Spencer on here. These guys are you know, our go-to sources. They know everything about all the stages, the routes, the profiles. A lot more than before, us. <laughs> before all of our shows, you know, we always... Send them text messages like, hey, send the notes because yeah. they got it down. So thanks, Spencer, for coming. Well, and, and of course, and we'll talk about it a little later, um, and maybe we just do a little mini version of outcomes for the for the audience. But uh, Spencer and Johan, of course, host uh, our sports betting show called Outcomes, which, you know, like any other sport in the world now, and if you're certainly if you're in a state or a country where, where sports betting is allowed, uh, you know, you can, uh, without going through, you know, the guys that if you don't pay your, your debts, they might, um, really take your lunch money. Um, but these guys have it dialed. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that later because, uh, yours truly put down some action. Uh, but before we talk about, um, this really, I think really, really exciting tour, the 110th, uh, so many things to talk about. Let's do a little business. Today's show brought to you about Caldera Lab. Here's the deal. First impressions matter. There are no two ways around it. What's the first thing that someone notices about you? Well, in my case, unfortunately, it's the face. And in George's case, fortunately, it's the face, your skin. And if you're not there already, it is time to put your best face forward. By the way, Caldera Lab clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. That is, I am starting to pick up some stuff. This 50 thing on you, George, is a thing. It's looking good on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Caldera Lab is a leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. Use our exclusive code, the move at calderalab.com. That gets you 20% off. Uh, again, the exclusive code is, uh, like always, one word, the move at calderalab.com. That gets you 20% off. Also, today brought to you by AG1. You've heard us talk about this a lot too in the past. Of course, you know, early days, this was called Athletic Greens. They've now, um, um, Tweak the name a little bit, AG1, because it isn't actually, and, and this is a true story, it's not uh, just for athletes. 
this is something that I think all of us have put into our daily regimen. The other thing I love doing about AG1 is just sort of sharing the gospel of it. I've gotten so many people on this product. Uh, it is literally something that, um, and a lot of the, a lot of the really smart people in this, in the super optimizers, it's actually twice a day for them. Um, but check this out. It's got uh, 75 high quality ingredients. They give me daily key nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. Covers all my nutritional bases for the day uh, and literally couldn't be easier. And by the way, you know, as I just, I haven't, I talk about this a lot. I haven't gotten any better on the vegetable thing. This is my hack. This is my vegetable hack. Mom, are you listening? I finally figured out a hack. No more broccoli, no more corn, no more red peppers, no more all that stuff. Uh, it's all there. It's a comprehensive solution. And what you need from your supplement routine Go ahead and try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash the move. Again, that's slightly different than we've talked about in the past. That's drinkag1.com slash the move. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. This is um, and I, and I, Johan, I know it's late for you over in Europe, so we'll we'll uh, throw to you first if you want to if you're starting to doze off. It's just just give us all your wisdom early on so that you can just hang up or fall asleep. But we can't leave the show without uh, two things. One, obviously, you have, I think, the, the biggest brain when it comes to certainly the sport, but especially for the Tour de France. But also you've got the scoops, right? Everybody wants to know the scoop. What are we hearing about um, about this particular tour? How 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 it, uh, certain riders um either suits or doesn't suit. Obviously, there's a lot of questions. I want to get to some of those at the end. But um, what are you hearing? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's not a, it's it's not a scoop, but just a little bit of research I did. Um, that sounds like and, a you scoop. Know, we have the we have the the big question. Uh, you know, we we all know it's it's a two man race. The two guys here on my background, Jonas Vingegaard versus Tadej Pogacar. Uh, the doubts. Uh, that we have is is Pogacar ready? Um, you know, you would say you had a not a far from ideal uh, preparation for the Tour de France. On the contrary, Vingegaard was super super strong in the Dauphiné. So um, I think I found the answer to that question, uh, and my and, and that is that uh, Pogacar is very 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 ready. Um, he only did two races: the the national championships in in Slovenia. Uh, time trial and road race. He won both of those, of course. Um, but rather than the first place, um, he won the time trial, which was a 15.7 kilometer time trial, uphill time trial. He um, he finished the race in 29 minutes, 43 seconds. Uh, exactly the same time trial he won in 2020 when he won his first Tour de France. Um also the Slovenian championship. He did that in 31 minutes, 10 seconds. So he oh, was wow. one minute, wow. 27 seconds faster yeah. than three years ago on the same course. And so how are the, con the condi answer is, conditions were is very, very ready. And con conditions were similar. Obviously you think about those things with weather or wind. Yeah, but it's, it's an up, it's a climb. So, but no, I mean, you know, the, one minute, the, the, yeah, I don't know about, the wind blows on climbs too, but yeah, anyways, <laughs> it's, it's a very, though, it's a very closed in climb, like tall, tall trees next to you. Maybe you could have a little bit of wind, but I think it's, it's immune from a lot of variables. It's 
deep, deep forest for almost the whole. And course. this is what see Spencer. This is what we love. <laughs> I mean, who knew? I, I went to the coast. You know, I, I, the most wrote the most mornings. Spencer this, wrote the climb, no, right? yeah, exactly. Most mornings this month, I woke up and I thought, you know. I wonder just how the trees were on the Slovenian time trial course, and and is it is it protected? I mean, like I mean, like how dense are the trees? Because I I've been wondering about this. It's quite uh, dense. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I if I had to guess, oh, Jesus. All right. I, I'm curious, Johan. We'll stick with you for, uh, leading this off. Of those two, you know, we'll talk about other contenders here in a, in a moment. But the, the two, the, are the one big, other contender, I know <laughs> the, the big of the big two. Where do you think they are in mental strength, like mental preparation? Hmm. I feel like Pogachar has a, a bit of an advantage in that category. What do you think? Well, you know uh, what I think is that for Jonas Vingegaard, this is a different Tour de France than he's used to the last two editions because. You know, he comes in as the big favorite. Uh, he comes in as the sole leader of his team. Uh, he was sharing responsibility with, with Primoz Roglic in the past. Um, so that's different. A lot more pressure. Uh, the question is, how is he going to be able to handle that? I mean, all of Denmark has mobilized, you know, all the media. Uh, they have, you know, they're, they're in full force present in Bilbao and, and will be there for the, you know, they're cycling mad. In Denmark, and and having the defending champion will, of course, uh, add to that attention. So the question is, how can he deal with that? Um, but I think he's, you know, I think he's doing a pretty good job. You know, his his team is also able to shield him quite a bit from, you know. But of course, this is the first time he starts where all eyes are on him. It's his race to lose. Uh, Pogacar is already used to this, and uh, he comes as the underdog. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how both of them deal with uh, deal with the attention. Well, not, not only that, but the, I feel like the approach to both riders' seasons have been so different. You know, Jonas has taken a much more traditional approach. Uh, you know, not racing that much, uh, doing the, the the traditional races leading up to the Tour de France. Where then, on the other hand, you have Pogachar who wants to win every race he enters. And Johan and I ran into his director at the start of Tour of Flanders, and he's like, we can't control the kid. Every mm -hmm. race he enters, whatever is the Ruta del Sol, Tour of Flanders, mm -hmm. he wants to win. And how many, I mean, how many races did he win this year? Percentage-wise. It's something, it's, it's, I think it's something like ridiculous. 19 starts, 12 wins. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's over 50%. So the approach is completely different. Um, obviously, the one head-to-head -head battle uh, they had this year, uh, Pogacar came out on top. Is that correct? In uh, Perinese, was it Perinese? Perinese. Yeah. Came out on top. Um, you could see there was a, a lot of nerves going on in there. So it's just, it, I think it just adds to the excitement and the buildup of uh, this Tour de France. It's going to be really fun to watch. And, and of course, you know, uh, we all know, I mean, and most people know, I mean, this is also a team game. If you had to, if now we're talking about two guys, obviously on two really good teams, but if you have to, if you, if you had to look to the team, right, UAE or Jumbo, Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, I feel like Jumbo has the upper hand, but, but I think I think I think so too. I think in in quality they are very strong. Both uh, the difference that I see Jumbo Visma versus UAE is that Jumbo is a better trained machine around Vingegaard. They have done more races together, and they have you know more experienced guys with you know Van Art with. Uh, uh, Laporte uh, with Van Barlo. They have really strong riders. Uh, I think UAE has the horsepower too, uh, but 
I mean, mainly through circumstances. They haven't been able to race together around uh, Tadepo Gachar in the lead up to the tour. So I think that's definitely an advantage for Jimbo Visma, especially in the first week where it's usually chaotic and you have to have these experienced guys and kind of automatic reactions within a team. And I think that that's probably a little bit the, the disadvantage of UAE. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Jimbo Visma has the upper hand there. I agree with you, Johan. It's, it's on paper it would be a disadvantage, but Pogacar, we've seen him. Toro Flanders, he has maybe one or two guys with him. It doesn't really matter. The guy can stay in the front. Well, overall, I'm He can battle yeah. up a position. He's got, he's got Matteo Trentin back this year, which last year, obviously we, we, they lost him to COVID who in my opinion is yeah. going to be a huge factor in this first week. Maybe not tomorrow because it's such a hard race, but a guy like that, an experienced classic guy like that you want on your side for the first week to 10 days of Tour de France to keep yeah. you calm, keep you in position, saving energy. I mean, this is a very, very important uh, man for him. Yeah. In the next 10 days. I, I, I think, and, and you, you, know, you touched on the first week. I mean, for those who haven't gone and looked at the profile, of course, we talked about this many, many months ago when they announced the route. It was interesting for me. What is it? Some, I mean, they announced it in October. It's been <laughs> over half a year to go back and look at it. You kind of forget these things. Boy, this is not your normal tour. Most tours, you, in our time, you sort of say, eh, I'm, I'm a couple pounds overweight. I'll get through the prologue if there was a prologue. And, you know, we got a week up in the north of France. We'll lose, you know, we'll get in, we'll sort of get fit, right? And get, you know, find the right form. This one, I mean, mm -hmm. anybody that shows up with everything I just described is, is out. Like this shit is so hard right away, starting tomorrow. And yeah. the first, and and by the way, I mean they do a little, they do a little sentimental uh, flat stage after they get out of the Basque Country, but they go straight into the Pyrenees. I mean the first six six days are just absolutely diabolical. Yeah, that's going to be not the first. We all know the first stage of the Tour de France. Everybody, every single rider oh. in the peloton is super stressed. They they have a very high probability of crashing. One, but it's typically not going to be a selective stage. Uh, it could be a hard finish, but maybe a short uphill finish like it was a couple of years ago. This is a selective stage where we could very well see 40, 50 guys, maybe maximum coming to the finish line. Yeah. Um, so there's <laughs> going to be some, or less, or less. Less. Uh, there's going to be some, some serious less. selection going on. And we all know you get to the start of a, tour, a grand tour, like you said, Lance, sometimes go in, people go in, relax. Uh, you kind of ride into it. Can't, that can't happen this year. But even the guys that aren't relaxed and show up super fit, you know, they might just be blocked the first stage. They might have a bad day. So we could see some really... You know, strong potential no. GC guys lose some time tomorrow. No, it's it's the the, the pencils better be really sharp right away. Uh, one of the things I think that, tomorrow tomorrow is uh, it's we're going to see a head to head already. Yeah, um, Vingegaard versus Pogacar uh, on the last climb. Now, you know, if they make it to the finish, of course, that's a different story. But it's three and a half thousand meters tomorrow. I mean, for stage one, this is this is it's, it's a, a that never, that's stage. never happened in 110 years. That's never happened. So I don't think so. about that. Johan, I, I got a question so. for you. Like to, to, uh, tomorrow's battle, uh, you have Jonas and Pogacar. You as a director, if you feel like your guy is going really good, do you want him to show all of his cards tomorrow or do you want him to just follow the, the first guys? What, what would you do with your leader? <laughs> hmm. I, 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 you know, what I would do, for example, with Pogacar is I would say, okay, you just follow, you know, you just ride and you can still, he can still win the stage because He's fast, but I definitely not show how strong you are. I'm right. afraid though that. that they can't control. <laughs> I, I'm afraid though that they can't control him. Um, that he's going to show. I mean, he's he's my favorite for tomorrow's stage. By the way, Pogacar. 
And, and I let's, think he and, wants and to let's, come in. Let's talk about it. First stage of the Tour de France in the pay basque. Uh, we're going to pull up the profile and sort of a video right. of the climb. Think about the amount of people that are going to be on this last That's climb. Insane. So it's going to be almost hard to control yourself because it's going to be wall to wall, thousands of people on this last yeah. climb of the Tour de France. But, but, okay, uh, you know what? Let's jump into tomorrow. I was just going to say before we get to tomorrow. But let's just since we're here and let's let's stay on it. So this and thanks to our friends at Strava for providing a lot of this cool stuff. Um, and again, if you're listening to the show, sorry, you should probably be watching on YouTube or we'll listen twice. Listen now and go home and watch it on YouTube. But we're going to have a bunch of cool stuff this year in terms of graphics. And by the way, is Joe Natale going to be back with some some of this stuff? I can only imagine after the last month I've had what what's coming up. If I he's can't. recovered from his stolen bike. Remember that? He got it back. Oh, good. I thought he got it back. Um, but, but if you're watching and if you're not just bear with us, um, uh, I, I guess, uh, Spencer, you know how climbs through trees work, but I guess there's a road through there. <laughs> and, and, and this is, this is obviously, and if you are watching this and if you haven't been or even seen images of this part of Spain, this is a very, very special part of Spain. Very, it's a, the, the people themselves, the culture, the pride it's, it, it's, uh, they love cycling. They love food. They love the arts. Obviously, the Guggenheim there in Bilbao, where, where the race will start. Um, it's it's amazing, but it's gorgeous. Yes, Typically, it rains gorgeous. most of the year. It looks like the weather's going to be good. But it's some of them. It's to me, it's probably the most beautiful part of Spain. Um, but let's just go back to that cycle. So you see there. I mean, super super rugged terrain. And then go to the next slide. This well, before you go to the next slide, go go back for a second. <laughs> what I see here, yes, you see this incredibly steep climb. What I'm, uh, I'm looking at is the run up to this climb. Oh, I mean, look at this. There's all tiny roads. There's not one straight section of more than three or 400 meters. So the battle for position, um, although it, it would probably be a bit smaller of a Peloton at that point, but it's still going to be, you know, a, a, a classics World yeah. Cup style yeah. for position. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like Tour of Flanders going yeah. into a climb. Oh, my God. Day one of the Tour de France. You think that KOM's going down tomorrow? <laughs> Uh, well, it's a, well, it's a, it's a, I don't know. It, 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 already, it, has it already went down. It went down today, by the way. So, no. by who? It, by Walt von Art. Walt von Art went like 15 seconds faster. Just than the Wait a out. second. I thought you said, "Hang the whoa, back up." Wow. Just re as 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 Kanye says, rewind that. All right. How that's a scoop. What? <laughs> Why is he out? Yeah, just don't. Yeah, yeah. Drop it like the, no the, I, I, we asked for scoops. We and you just gonna drop that on us. Wild Van Art, uh, uh, the day before the Tour de France starts, goes out and breaks Sam Bennett's KOM on a hard ass climb mm -hmm. by 15 seconds. Uh, it's number Sean one, Bennett, not Sam Bennett. Whatever, Lance. It's not <laughs> Sam Bennett. Sean Bennett. No, go back. Go back. See different, different guy. Different guy. Okay. Anyways, why is he out just testing the legs? That, well, what, so and that what what, what, what made that indicate what might indicate what we saw on stage three last year, where they just right. threw a huge lead out and Wout Van Aert rides away from the good, old peloton. Good point. So, ago. so while we're talking about Wout Van Aert as defend the defending team, are we going to see the Wout Van Aert show like we did last year? Or is he going to have to be more focused on the GC efforts? The, yeah. the talk, the, well, it seems like the talks, uh, Johan, to me, it seems like the talks are they going to try to hold him back to do more work for, for Jonas. But how do you hold a guy like that right. back, Johan? What do, what do you think? Well, he has said himself that, first of all, you know, he has no ambition for the green jersey. I, I think I personally <laughs> think that he may get it anyway right. by being there all the time. Because, uh, but, you know, it is clear that Jumbo Visma has changed their strategy and their approach and that they want to come into this 
Tour de France as the favorite team and seven riders in in service of one one leader, uh, all by sometimes respecting Walt van Aert's chances whenever it presents itself. But they're not going to go look actively to, for for stages for Walt van Aert to win. And apparently, he's agreeing with that because he is focusing on the World Championships, which are shortly after the Tour. By the way, tomorrow, as you know, as tomorrow's stage goes, he he has the perfect excuse to be there. I mean, it, this is, by the way, that's not yeah. the finish of the race. Well, we just looked at that climb and we'll look at the other, you know, the profile of it, but he, it's in, it's in Vingegaard's best interest that he is there. Assume, I mean, and clearly he's, I don't know, out setting KLNs the day before the tour. So this, <laughs> I, I found this on Twitter. This compares tomorrow's final climb, which is, you can, if you can pronounce it, you're better than me. Uh, and then Rocha Falcon, whatever, and then the Muir de Wee, which most folks who follow cycling know very well from Flesh Wallone. And, and and when you watch Flesh Wallone, you think, golly, this climb is steep. This thing is, I mean, they're just everybody out of the saddle, giving it everything. Muir de Wee is roughly the same length, almost exactly the same length. It's 10% on average. This climb tomorrow, 12.3%. So if you've ever watched Flesh Wallone and watched the Muir de Wee, this is harder. Yeah. This is going to be nuts. And and another scoop, another scoop. Sorry, man, the scoops keep coming while I'm talking. Uh, yeah, sometimes, um, next they, time, just write them down so that, you know, they come up today, first. Today, Jonas Vingegaard was trying out a uh, single chain ring in the front. Uh, going that, that's I, never I, gone poorly. I, for I, I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> thank you. I, this is not the time. Okay. No, okay. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna, you know, that's what he did. Look, I love my guys at SRAM. I, I, that makes me nervous. But hey, I don't know. It doesn't make me nervous. I mean, that's all we we ride. That's because you. That's because you were literally comatose from your fiftieth birthday. <laughs> Nothing can make you nervous. Think about when we mountain bike, and think about when we ride gravel. Yeah. We only use single, you know, one chain, one chain ring in the front. Yeah, but we're we just we're issues. just going off the gear. And, may, and maybe maybe there were yeah. other the circumstances that caused that chain to go off. Yeah. Um, before we keep talking about this, and then also I want to get into the um, to Spencer and Johan's show outcomes because the. And if y'all have watched it, you'll you, the, the kick ass on that. So uh, today's show also brought to you by Roca. This is our um, this are these are our shades, right? Whether it's sunglasses or right here prescription eyeglasses. By the way, I'm still at 2.0s. You guys, if you've been a loyal listener for seven seasons, you saw me trend up. I haven't gone to two two fives. Cool. Thank you, JB. Appreciate it. I thought you'd say something nice. But they have an, they've invented a completely different category of eyewear, right? Glasses that are optimized for performance. They're super lightweight. Uh, the lenses are incredible. Incredible. Obviously, uh, the reading glasses, uh, super stylish. Also, the titanium aviators, which are my favorites. I pretty much don't go anywhere without those, including inside airports. Like I walk through the airport with my Roca titanium aviators on. This is a true story. This is, I'm not talking about the ad anymore. This is a true story. And whenever I go in airports, I try not to go in many airports anymore. But when I do, Anna and Grace, if they're with me, they get like 10 steps behind me and I'll have a glass, my hat pulled low and my Roca aviators on and, and they'll get, they'll back up like 10 <laughs> steps and they'll, and they'll, this fucking trick drives me crazy. They go, Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that Lance Armstrong? <laughs> and they're fucking screaming through the whole terminal. This is a true story. I've heard this. And, and, I love it. And, I, and let me tell you something. Them glasses come off so fast. I mean, it's just. That's funny. 
Oh my God. They're on family punking you. Oh, it's just, it's, I tell you, it's, it's been a rough couple months. First I went to Mars and then I tried to piss off the entire everybody. Um, uh, the other thing I didn't mention, but by the way, great folks based down there in Austin, Texas, they're just making the best stuff. Uh, the move listeners get 20% off. Just go to Roca. That's R O K A.com. Again, that's Roca, R O K A.com. Enter the code The Move, gets you 20% off. And as a title sponsor, is HVMN, of course, the uh, makers of Ketone IQ. Uh, most of the Peloton is, is using um, uh, Ketone IQ. It's, it's been a big game changer. As you can probably tell, I'm a little jumpy on the show today. I slammed this bad boy right before the start, and I feel it. I feel it. How's your COVID brain coming? Is that going away? Man, I, that's, that's I know you difference. guys talk often about, you know, the, the physical performance, but the mental clarity. Yeah. The science is there and the it, science is, it is has there. helped a lot. Yeah. They made, they, they, they launched ketone IQ years ago, uh, improved the taste, improved the uh, efficacy and, and got the cost down, which has been a, a real thing early on. It was, it was very different. Uh, the other thing, uh, speaking of the uh, mental clarity, is it actually crosses the blood-brain barrier, which not a lot of people know. So, uh, And it's also now available at Sprouts throughout the U.S. Uh, you can save 30% off on your, on your first subscription order of Ketone IQ over at hvmn.com slash the move. Again, that's hvmn.com slash the move. And subscribe upon checkout for 30% off. And our good friends at Ventum. Uh, also, our sponsor this year, the finally, finally got George on, got on the here. NS1 and the GS1. I saw in the back of the car when you pulled up that you brought that Colum- that I did. that uh, custom one. Yep. I actually asked our head of HR, which bike should I bring? And she said I had to bring the custom one. Well, guess what? Guess what? You're going to have to wait a little bit. I, I heard you got one. I got a too. new one. And I'll just give you a little teaser. Okay. Right. <laughs> Maybe orange. Right. So. Um, but I'm, the damn thing is a rocket ship. We, we rode this morning. Well, all of us were on Ventum's, uh, amazing team, amazing customer service, uh, and a bunch of stuff. Dio was telling me today on the ride, he's actually headed to the tour de France. He's going to come on the show, I think, and give us some, some insight, but also they're working on some interesting stuff. Nice. I'll just put that out there. Dia never rests. Also getting married in the fall. So congratulations, uh, to him and his crew. Um, by the way, they, they wanted me to ask you. So, never mind. You got the custom bike. You're here to kick my ass. I have been training. I heard. By the way, the man, the man, the man knows exactly what time I'm arriving. What does he do? He, he's like working out, lifting with a tank top on. He's all buffed out, yoked. Come, that's how he greets me to show how fit he's gotten over the last. <laughs> that's not. Nice. the last time I saw you in April, and uh, we were in Tuscany together. And now all of a sudden he went on this new like health kick. He hadn't been drinking. Four times a day hasn't been drinking. I'm in for it. It's like the Aspen. Let me just let me just and we are talking about Ventum. Of course, we had our Ventums in Tuscany, but I will leave you with this or on that little stung. You know, George said to me at the end of the Tuscany trip because I was hanging. You know, I was getting it every day. I got better and better. But I told these motherfuckers, I said, listen, (laughs) another week, and I'm you know nobody hangs with me. And he's and he says something like, you know. If you lost five pounds, you're really <laughs> oh strong. He said that to me. I swear to God. I, I was I like, I that. literally <laughs> left. I was like, oh, okay. That's. Uh, I do not remember saying that. He's no, probably yeah. the only person that, that could say that to you. you, you you'll, you'll stay friends with. You 100% said that. You said if you could just lose five pounds. You, no, you don't remember. Anyway, so then I went off to Mars and lost eight pounds because uh, that's a whole other story. Because um, we weren't eating. <laughs> 
anyways, uh, 10% off for our listeners, any Ventum bike, head on over to VentumRacing.com slash the move. That could see 10% off. Use the code we do W-E-D-U, 10% off, VentumRacing.com slash the move. All right, let's I can get us back on track here. And maybe we'll lead off with Spencer this time. And Johan, you can chime in. But this, in spite of what everybody thinks, this is not a two-man race. We've got that. Let's say they are upright and healthy throughout the race. There's a third spot on that that's podium. A, that's a bit Who point. are the names in contention for that? We'll start with you, Spencer. Might, might be a little controversial, but I think Jai Henley. Uh, Lance was spurching his name last night, but... Well... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because God forbid the kid. I mean, the kid's Australian. Yeah. Okay. So God forbid he listens to the show. I was not. No, I wasn't. No, hang on. If you, you, you guys have bad memories. I was not saying. I just said as I was looking at the odds, he had the third best odds. Which I. I, I sorry. Oh my God! Three weeks of this, but I, I was surprised that he was sort of you know. That's all I said. Yeah. And it, that, it, unless, a, that, unless that's besmirching. I've never yeah. used that word in my life, but. It's a good observation because okay. you look at it, you're thinking, well, that's a little. Why is he up here? Where's Enric Moss? Where's right. David Gadu? Where's Thibaut Pino? And if you like the lead up races to this, Jai Henley and Ben O'Connor, the two Australians, were much better than Enric Moss, David Gadu, Richard Carapaz, people you might normally think would be in the mix for that podium. So it looks strange if you just pop on and look at it like, well, where, where are these guys coming from? But. Also, Henley's finished on the podium of Grand Tour twice, won a Grand Tour. I don't think many of those guys can say that. Enric Moss certainly can't say that. He's never won a Grand Tour. So the time trial could be a little bit of a problem. You know, Ben O'Connor has an advantage there. Also, JB and I were talking before this, like, what is really going on with Enric Moss? And are they just overtrained and they're they're just going to back it off? He was hot early spring. Yeah, like he came in really and everyone was thinking, oh, wow, this is an interesting third edition to the tour. And then he's just been nowhere since then. So it, it's a little hard to know, but if you're just going off recent form, and Ben O'Connor, I think, is slightly underrated. But he was fourth two years ago. He got hurt last year. Um, Torres Glute had to leave the race. But to me, he's like a really underrated rider in the mm-hmm. peloton. Like I think he's extremely strong and a decent time trialist, which is there's not many times. I think there's only 22 kilometers of time trial in this race. But I think he will, like, that's going to play a major role in this. It's going to be a lot of stalemates in the climbs. I hate to break it to people. That's the way I see it happening. It might be a little boring in the mountains, but the time trials are going to be, with the time trial singular is where this is going to be won. And it's a very, we were looking at it, Spence and I were looking at it earlier. This, it's a pretty complicated, almost call it technical time trial. It's not, not very long, but it's, it's another one of these where you're like, is that a road bike? Is that a time trial bike? It's yeah. Uh, it's it's not a it's not one of these you know, sort of flat twenty two you know boring time trials. It's 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 hard. It's two thousand feet of climbing and fifteen miles ish. Yeah. So yeah. that's serious. That's a lot of climbing. Yeah. I assume they'll switch onto road bikes. It's like eight percent grade for multiple kilometers. Mm. They'll probably get rid of the time trial bikes for that. So you know that's what really hurts. Like Gadu, Carapaz, even Moss. I mean those guys are going to be bleeding time. If you watch the Dauphiné, similar time trial. And those guys were just, you would think the climbing would actually help them. It hurts them because right. the speed differential is higher on a, on a, like, let's say a four or 5% grade. So anytime it's like that, they're like losing buckets of time and they might be able to preserve that on a flatter time trial. So they, their splits were just terrible. Anytime the road, the time trial went uphill at the Dauphiné, they were just losing so much time to these top guys. Like I, 
probably probably think that's going to happen. I mean, I mean, this kind of this kind of uh, uh, detail, right? The people listening, they're like. Jesus, where's this guy been the whole time? <laughs> we're we're going to fucking lose our jobs. This, this is, you know, Spencer, great. Thanks Jesus. for being here. We need you to stop talking. Now. Every, every everyone's day? like, this is a bunch of knuckleheads. This guy rolls up with a damn hey, PhD or whatever. And we talk. all like to surround ourselves with smart That's people. That's amazing. I agree. I was, I was just sitting there going, preach. <laughs> uh, Johan, your thoughts on the, you know, the rest, that next tier of the bunch uh, behind those top yeah, two. Yeah, I think, I think Jay Hindley is, is the logical candidate for the third place based on what we've seen in Dauphiné. Um, although, you know, Godu was fourth last year. Apparently he has not really digested his first experience of coming off altitude and then racing. Um, I, I think Godu is definitely stepping up. Carapaz uh, has been third, has won the Giro, has been second in the Vuelta. Um, I don't really know where his form is. He was definitely not good. In the Dauphiné, um, but but I think logically Jay Hindley is a guy. He's you know he's the leader of his team, and uh, he's shown already that you know he can he can be up there in Grand Tours. And I, I I'll put my money on him for the third spot on the podium. Okay, I just want to be clear. I wasn't I wasn't busting on the guy. <laughs> let's I mean, just, yeah, let's say you were questioning why the odds were structured the well, way they were. Well, if Jay Hindley is listening. Just uh, if I could defend myself for just a sec, I, I don't watch a lot of cycling, so I, 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 <laughs> which is actually true. Um, but that's great. That's I, gr- yeah, I don't believe he's ever performed well after like June fifteenth in his career. Ma- makes me a little nervous. Johan did mention that he's never really targeted the tour, so that could be it. But that's my one question mark about Jai Henley. Okay, yeah, I think it's a great pick. Um, I do like David Gadu. I mean, he's French champion, fourth place last year. Um, so he's, he's, he's got the experience of being in that position. He's got the pressure of the whole country behind him. So, um, and George, it, it looks George, like he's got a team George. built around him for it as well. George, he's not, he's not French champion. Did he win last, uh, last week? No, it I was Valentin Madouas, the oh, son right. of oh, Sonic. Okay. Yeah. He's also that. very good. We, we raced with his dad. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 All right, a couple, a couple of uh, interesting things before, because I do want to talk about outcomes and I want to, and I'm going to make it a daily thing of letting people know how I'm doing on my bets. Um, don't get all mad. All right. I'm just keeping it in reason, but, um, uh, uh, I read, I read, this is crazy. And it's a true story. I read today that they are going to open up race radio to the public. Yep. And ah. so there's 22 teams in the tour de France. Uh, I guess the teams had to either, either opt in or opt out 17 opted in. And, and I think it's a great idea. I don't know who's ever thought of that or talked about it before, but I think it's a pretty good idea. It's uh, If you're new to well, the show, the funny, we, the we've been harping is, on that for yeah, years, yeah. especially Lance. It's a delayed uh, broadcast, so it's not going to give away any, you know, any, uh, uh, oh, that's a, any sort of, you know, strategies time. as it's going on. They delay and they have a, they have a like a panel of six uh, people from the organization that um, can basically approve what what gets let out, which I don't know how they're going to do that, but it's, it, the information is going to come in delayed. It still could be interesting for people to uh, hmm. to see that. And I think it's going to be. Uh, am I am I allowed to have a little Johan rant about this? Yes, of course. <laughs> well, but, uh, la- but, la- but before before, before you have the you Johan do. rant, <laughs> the other thing I read too is they're paying each team a whopping five thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, okay. That's kind yeah. of like an insult. I yeah. mean, uh. Okay. So, 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 George. So, I don't know how this came, but obviously, this is ASO taking advantage of the fact that they own the event, 
And by definition, they they say that they own everything that happens in the event. You know, many years ago, we have already started negotiating with ASO about the who owns actually the the footage within in the car and the sound in the car. It's 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 really disappointing to see that 20 years later, now finally they have come to an agreement, but for 5,000 euros per team, I find that, as you said, an insult. And, um, you know, it, it, to me, it sounds like there's one person, which is probably the president of the team's union, who has negotiated on everybody's behalf to make this deal. I've checked with a few team managers uh, who are at the tour, and as of today, two managers of one of, of two of the biggest teams in cycling, we're not even aware that they were giving away uh, hmm. that that, uh, wow. that thing. Anyways, I think it's going to be interesting for the spectators and for the audience. Uh, it's just a shame, as you know, if, if I put my my hat on of the of, of the team's interests, that it's not taking more seriously. But uh, going to be interesting to see what's going on in the teams. It, it's just going to be different. I mean, I, I I look, I I I the reason we've talked about it and I think it's a good idea is because, you know, the F1, as you watch Drive to Survivor, even the races, uh, uh, if you watch F1, I mean, you're watching that real time. And they're also, they're talking about things that I suppose could be shared or strategically used by other teams, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, you know, it could be a fun experiment. I do think it's a good idea. I don't know if opting in or opting out or making it mandatory. We'll see. Are we, so, is this secret but don't doesn't everyone listen in anyway so, <laughs> like i what, what are they everyone just hacks everyone else's radio. well I, th I think it's more for uh, uh, well i know we I, I know we did i don't know about anybody else i never i, I, I never listened to anybody i never listened to anybody <laughs> oh really <laughs> no i thought you invented that Johan. but anyway i think we should i think we should <laughs> well the other the just just part two on that is that not only did this some bitch uh, uh listen to other people but he then goes out and finds some radio nerd uh, to, we had these other radios that were slightly heavier that would scramble our com communication. And so and it, helps that, it, hel it, it helps that Johan is uh, very unique in the sense that he speaks like 18 languages. Yeah, so he, he understood. So he's the only guy that can understand yeah, everybody. There was a guy speaking that's like, what, that uh, was so much that Namibian was so much fun back it. then. You know, like we, we could hear everybody and we could decide when others heard us or not. It was, it was amazing. I feel like we might so, edit this part out. You know, we, we got, we got enough, uh, we got enough haters out. No, there. no, we can leave it in. It's fine. We don't have to. You get it all I, here. You I, get it all I, here. I, on the I, I was kidding. We ain't taking We need to out. mention the Americans that are racing. Six uh, Americans. Six American, Jorgensen, Simmons, uh, Paulus, Sepkus. Uh, Craddock, yeah, Lawson Craddock, yeah. Who am I missing? Will Barda, did you um, see that? And Quinn Simmons, national champion. You said which Simmons. I, actually, I did say Simmons. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, wrote, this, I wrote this, ladies Quinn. and gentlemen, this man is extremely hungover. Let me get better and better, y'all. Let me get better and better. Who I, who'd I miss then? I said six. Uh, you're reading them. I don't know. Did right. you say Will Barda? Did uh, I did not say Will Barda. It's on there. So we got an exciting cast of Americans in the race. Uh, I rode with Quinn Simmons uh, just like ten days ago. It's unbelievable how hard these kids train. I mean, actually, shockingly Oof. hard. How the was guy his, was doing a seven uh, you, you, and a half hour you, ride in the I'm rain. sure you talked to him about the tour and how he's feeling. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, he went through a lot. You know, he was right there when um, when um, um, Gino Marta died, uh, unfortunately. And it just Ooh. really, really hit him hard. You can mm, imagine sending him out with someone who passes away. So it was, it was a tough uh, couple of weeks for him. But he got home, stayed with his family. Uh, trained in my neck of the woods and uh, won the national championships, which was a big goal of his. Um, so I'm really excited to see him. He got a great Tour de France last year. 
But just amazing. And he listens to the move, hard. you said. Yeah, he listens to the move. Yeah, there we but go. the guy works his ass off. I mean, incredibly dedicated, uh, hard worker. He's clearly been riding a lot because he hasn't got a haircut. I mean, he's got, he's riding, this somebody's riding so much, he can't even go get a haircut. I like, you know, he's got the, the, yeah, George, hard, hard working haircut. Yep. Was he planning on doing the tour or was that so just after, the last I second? feel like that was, that, yeah. that's, I think yeah. it was, I think it I was, think was coming home and trying to, you know, reset the mind after what happened. Uh, and uh, yeah, ultimately decided to go, but uh, he's got crazy good form right now and uh, it's going to be fun to watch him. Oh, he said, I saw a quote of his, he wanted to, uh, now that he has the, the national champion jersey, the stars and bars, he's motivated to win a stage in the Tour de France with the national champion jersey on. So, yep. <clears throat> All right. Let's talk real briefly just about outcomes. Tee that up for anybody that wants to, you know, get, get a little action. Uh, and then I, if I was going to have a little fun, JB, and just go around the horn and see if just two or three things that people – are thinking about question marks or 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 things to look out for. So, okay. But first, let's talk about outcomes because you guys do the 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 sports betting show. Of course, uh, you I'm pointing to you, Spencer and Johan, uh, over for currently for members only. So you have to be a member or a subscriber to we do. Um, um, and and all the all the here in the U.S. You've got you know all all the platforms: DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, PointsBet, uh, down the line, and and you have. Um, Obviously, who's going to win the Tour de France overall? You have every stage, but then you've got a lot of them have head-to-heads, and you could, there's a lot of fun little prop bets, too. And I'm assuming you guys talk about all that stuff. Yeah, Johan was on fire with the head-to-heads at the Giro. Remember that, Johan? We, that, we just at the end of every episode, we had him go through, and he was nailing them. Um, do we want to say who our picks are? For, we, we, which is episode one in the GC. We recorded that episode like an hour ago. Um, we feel very strongly about Stage one, Lance. Do you want to share? Yeah, I went. Well, I was I was looking over your shoulder, and and you should see Spencer. I don't even. He's doing this stuff and got these charts and graphs and and shit, and uh, <laughs> and then I'm texting Johan, uh, of course. And so I, I went five hundred on Pogachar for tomorrow. That pays me five hundred thousand. So that <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, George was like George before the yeah, thing. I, George before the thing. He's like he's no, like. Let hey. me tell the story. Okay. I thought I had the best idea. I go. You know what, Lance? I think a great way to promote outcomes. You know, get more people. Is just you and I put in some some real money for the tour and try to get this. You know, at the end of the tour, promote how much money we made. I'm thinking like a G each. He goes. I already thought about. It. I'm putting a hundred in. <laughs> I'm talking a thousand. He's talking a hundred thousand. No, bro. Like, I know oh, you were saying a thousand. I go. Oh, I want to play too. And then I'm like, well, you know, I could, I could like, we could do it by percentages. You know, I could do like a little percent. No response. Crickets. No, and this no pressure. If we get it wrong, if it's a bad tour. I, I I'm t- going to Argentina with a fake name. Like I can't come back. So, yeah, so I did, I did, I did, and I hedged it. So my 500 on Pogacar for tomorrow. I do, I do, and I and I did that after Johan did text me the scoop about just how strong he's riding, and then I hedged a little, and I did. I do think Wildfenart's going to be there. I think he he has carte blanche to to be the ultimate team guy, and and, and you can imagine if you just play this out, Pogachar gets away, Vingegaard's there, needs somebody there. I mean, Wildfenart has to be there, right? I mean, obviously he's got a great team. There could be other guys. So I put a hundred on Wildfenart, and we'll see. So if 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 Pogachar loses, for example. And Wild Van Art were to win, I'd pretty much break even. But you know, I, I, I y'all will all, you know, you'll see tomorrow. And we'll you see. could weight it differently. I of course, mean, like you could even right now just bet on both Vinegar and Pogacar to win the overall, right. and you're going to make a small profit. That's the that's the action I like. Lance likes to 
have the big upside. Yeah. Um, you could weight it like more conservatively where you're eating into some of your profits on Pogacar tomorrow and put a little bit more on Van Art so you would make a profit if both won. Honestly, that's probably the, that's like if you really just want to make money gambling, that's like the best way to do it. The most boring possible bets you can do. It's less fun. Like this is gonna be really fun when we're watching tomorrow. Like if Bogachar wins, we're gonna feel like heroes for uh, not not hedging as much on that. Okay. Well, yeah. Right. I think what's really <laughs> fun if, if if people are not familiar with outcomes when we get f- further into a grand tour, and it's gonna be a breakaway day. Right. You and Johan are so good at identifying those individuals, those uh, that are maybe a contract's ending. They need the win. The team that's desperate for a win. And you know when the Peloton's going to let them go. Uh, I think that's those or, are in the the odds on them are, are yeah. insane. Or a team that has a contract that might be ending. Right. That's a, that's a you want to get an entire group of people motivated. Have your title sponsor tell you, eh, you know, good luck next year. You got to find a new one. That the whole program rises then. And some of these odds, I mean, it would be equivalent of like a 16 seed being a one seed in the NCAA tournament, which isn't really going to happen. It's happened once ever, and but. You see, the probability of it happening is much higher than the opportunity cost on other sporting events. Like a lot of the margins just been ground out of like basketball or football or baseball. Like I think Johan, this was like last year, maybe at the Giro, he had the information on someone's contract and how much they were getting paid and that they weren't happy with the team and they were in the breakaway. And so he knew they wouldn't sit up and wait for their leader and they almost won the stage. It was like, couple seconds away from winning the stage and the payout on that was massive like wow. it was like a plus twenty five thousand pick wow hmm. i mean if that's not there you go who found this guy <laughs> this guy uh all right let's have our let's have a little fun before we wrap up so i, I just around the around the horn just three questions or things you're thinking about for this for this tour and i'd love to go first since it was my idea if you don't mind before okay because I, because everybody a lot of people are going to say the same shit, uh, oh, shit. like okay i don't want to be like well i, I that's what i, I only have about. one thing in my hip pocket go ahead all right here's my three all right i, I um I, I i'm really curious number one really curious to see how carapaz does leaving enios going to ef i want to see how the and this is a guy grand tour winner olympic champion and, and we've seen other guys leave enios and go other places i want to see how this works out that's number one Number two, we've been 45, just well, no, just clicked 46 minutes on this show, and we've not talked about Mark Cavendish. I, I'm curious, uh, obviously the whole world is curious, can he get uh, the 35th stage win and break the, Eddie Merckx's record? Um, I, we're all, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at all of us that we went 46 minutes and didn't mention it, because we're going to talk a lot about him, certainly the days that, that suit him or uh, suit the sprinters. And then just, we, we touched on this, but Pogachar. Um, and I think we got the answer from Johan, how well he's recovered from the broken wrist. And, um, and uh, you know, and you said it too, JB. I mean, this is, we're talking about two guys, but still got to get through the race in three weeks. This is a very complicated tour. So um, those are my three. Okay. I was going to bring up the Cavendish thing. So that's covered. See, that's why I wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got one that you'll love. Will Thibaut Pino get the polka dot jersey? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I I ended up liking this. It's his last season. After the, it's last season after the Tour of Italy. I was I was really and and he got in a fight with Waters. I was like, I, you know what? I fucking like this guy. I really. I mean, I'm all me. Like, you want to get me? And never mind. All right, George. Um. Well, obviously, I Cavendish was top of my mind too. Um. I think I think like See, yeah, how we how we posted uh the his when it was on the interview last year how he, how confident he was that if he was at the tour he'd get that 
record-breaking stage win. So I think we we all have that same amount of confidence in him. So I'm very excited to see how, how he does. My other question is, how will Egon Bernal perform? Yeah. Is he close to being back at his level? I'd love to see him back. In fact, I got calls from Colombian uh, radio stations yesterday asking me what I You're thought. Right. And and a team and what I think is a team like Ineos, they're not going to just bring him to the tour to get his head kicked in. They have the confidence in him that he's at least on his way to recovery and has gotten better. Um, so I'd love it to see him get close to his level that he was in the past. Um, and even, then thirdly, but, but even if he's, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, even if he's just there in the mountains and showing progress, that's yeah, a win. That's a win. Yeah, a huge yeah. win. Yeah. I'm so I'm excited to see um, how, how, how he performs. Thirdly, I'm really questioning to see if Tade will race differently because we all thought he made a lot of mistakes last year. Like, why are you sprinting full gas for 10, 12 pace in a mountain mm. stage? Um, three, 400 meter full gas sprints to not even get a second. It, it was mine to us. We never understood it. And I feel like that was a big issue in last mm. year's Tour de France for Tajay. And I know that they can't control the guy. He wants to win everything, whether it's a field sprint for eighth or, you know, Tour of Flanders. He wants to win at everything. But I think you got to start reining them in. It can't be doing and, and these you, crazy you, attacks. You were worried sprints. about this little exercise, like picking three things. That was really pain. good. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was. I think the key. I mean, I think yeah. you better hit another one of those. That was really interesting. <laughs> that, those that are my was, three. Nice work, man, Spencer. I've got the scraps over here. Um, <laughs> no, actually, Johan has the scraps, but now, he'll probably wait till now to get. Johan just hung up. Dro drop. <laughs> he's like, it's uh, it's twelve thirty in the morning in Europe. He's gone, but he's probably saving some scoops for his yeah. round. round They're still coming in. But my number one, not really my my number one now. After you guys took all the good ones, is is Peter Sagan yeah. going to be relevant? Win a stage? I yep. mean, he had a bad crash. Drunk driving in Monaco, not fantastic. Um, I don't know, but he's looked. The thing about Sagan is you, he's irrelevant for all these races. And then, like, I think he was, like, fourth or fifth at Worlds last year. Like, he'll just pull out these amazing results in really hard races. So don't totally write him off. I'm curious to see how he does. Number two is Primoz Roglic. He's not in this race. I think that's going to be a problem for Jonas Vindegaard. Mm -hmm. If you remember last year, that's what was the undoing. Building off what George said, Pogacar was wasting energy, wasting energy, and then... What really was his undoing was chasing Roglic on stage 11, I believe, when he didn't need to. Mm -hmm. So if there's no second threat there for Yumbo and he just has to focus on Jonas Vindegaard, is that going to be a problem for them? Like, can they pull him out 60K from the finish on the mountain stage like they did last year? I'm not sure they can. I think that they're really going to miss him. And then number three would be, man, there's not a lot left here. But number three <laughs> would be, I, I am curious to see I, I don't want this to be the case. I think it's going to be a time bonus. I think time bonuses might decide this race oh, wow. because there's bonification seconds on most of the penultimate climbs. So if UAE can race aggressive enough that they can pull the brakes back before the second to last climbs, they actually took it out for yesterday, tomorrow's stage because they don't want someone to get those and then take the yellow jersey and not win the stage. But is that going to shape the race? That would be my question. Is UAE strong enough to pin that back Pick up bonus seconds, you know, because Pogacar is not that much stronger than Vinegard on long climbs. Like throughout their career, I think Vinegard's only been dropped one time. That was stage eight of 2021. If you remember that really rainy, crazy stage, he didn't even really know he was the leader. Roglic was still in the race. 
Pogacar does not drop him that often. So he's going to have to win this race. Hmm. And the time trial is going to be pretty even if those guys are healthy. So he's going to have to win it with time bonuses. JB, did you remember that? that <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I hope that's I, right, by the way. They took away my computer. These guys do it to me all the time. Oh, yeah. Back in 2016 yeah. on stage four. Yeah, I do not remember that. <laughs> Johan? If you're well, there's not much left, guys. Uh, <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Spencer, Spencer, uh, that that Tour de France that Pogacar dropped Vingegaard in stage, what was it, stage eight, you said? I think stage seven, Matty Motorich won. It was that crazy breakaway stage. Stage eight was the rainy I day. I freaks. Stage nine no, was no, the no, team. Yeah, yeah, no, the, the, um, it was not Motorich who won. It was Dylan Tunes who won. But um, <laughs> but he dropped him on another occasion, I think two days later on Tigne. He took uh, he took a minute out of Vingegaard there. Oh, getting old. Um, <laughs> But um, so my three things is, is uh, number one is Pogacar ready? I think we have we have the answer with you know th those stats from the time trial. Number two, uh, will Cavendish win number thirty five? My answer is yes. Mm. And then the third question is uh, who can be number three on the podium? We we, we said we we said Jay Hindley. I have a secret wish, and I think it's possible. <laughs> That this the third little, guy. This could podium, get a little weird. Keep going. Would be would be, would be Egan Bernal. Ooh. Uh, I think I think Egan Bernal. It's the fact that he's at the start of the race is 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 a success. The fact that he's selected by Ineos. Uh, I I know for a fact that he has he had big improvement in the last two weeks, and I kind of think that he he will take this race without any pressure and, and discover himself. Day by day, and in the in the second part of the race, he will come to um, his best he's been since his crash, and I think he has a shot at the podium. Wow, <clears throat> that would be a big story. Yep, yep, yep. All right, well, we'll be up bright and early. This is uh, uh, the, the, this whole first week. I, I'm I, I love it. It's going to be exciting. If you want to get outcomes, which we discussed, uh, go to wedo.team. Season pass is what you want. Yep. You can catch it there. You can catch it in real time, too. Before so all the people it. that were like, man, that Spencer guy is hella smart. That's where, that's where, you, go. More of that's where you go listen to Spencer. Uh, we'll roll out JB Squared following the move tomorrow where uh, Johan goes much deeper into tactics and, and, the, and the upcoming day or two. Uh, we'll be doing that La Movida in Spanish, too. So that's right. uh, a lot of choices for you. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See we'll tomorrow. see you tomorrow. Thanks for having me.